Season two, episode 11, we all have 12 notes. All right, hey, what's up, guys? Gratuitous from itsgratuitous.com. If you guys want to grab my free book, my free beat making book, it's called Five Keys to a Successful Beat. Just go to itsgratuitous.com forward slash five keys and I'll send you that book. I also want to give a reminder to those of you who have read that book, read it again. There's so many valuable things in there, right? I give you my five keys and I also give you seven core principles of being a music producer. I want to talk about two things here quickly because the second key leads into the topic of this episode, which is we all have 12 notes, right? Within an octave, there's 12 notes, but key number two is picking a key and a scale which means you only have seven notes you're allowed to play. All right. So I talked to you about that in that free five keys book. I also talked to you about that in my piano lessons for producers course. All right. So key number one is staying inside your DAW and don't come out. My goal here, teaching you guys how to use FL studio and make beats is I want to get you to the point where you don't have to watch videos. Like you don't have to watch my courses. You don't have to watch YouTube videos. You don't have to watch these videos to feel inspired to make your own music. I want to get you to the point where you learn the music program. You understand the music program. You understand how to make the beats. And this is going to be another episode that I'm going to record. And it's uh, making a beat versus knowing your DAW. Okay, so I talked to you about this a lot that knowing your DAW, anybody can learn a DAW, a music program. You know, I could show my dad how to use the music program and maybe in a year he can maybe start recording because, you know, he plays guitar. He can start recording. Maybe he can start using FL Studio. So he's learning the DAW, but not everybody can make a beat. Okay, that'll be another episode. So again, key number one is staying inside your DAW and don't come out unless you have a question. Once you have a question, then get back in your DAW because your first three or four years of making beats and learning music production, those are the most crucial. And that is because you're on fire. Like, you know, you're so excited about learning how to make beats because it's a very cool industry once you learn about it. And as this fire is going on, like, you know, in other words, like you're really passionate about it. You want to keep learning about it. Because that was how I approached this every single night after work, being an electrician there for at least four years, I swear. It was like every single night after work for at least two or three hours. It was just music, 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 because I liked it so much. And I learned so much in that time because I stayed in my DAW and I didn't come out unless I had a question. And for me, I learned really, really good off of the... FL Studio tutorials by the original FL Studio guru. There were so many valuable things. Uh, even though they're a little dated, FL Studio is still quite similar in how it operates. But they were great. Sometimes they would have playlists. I'd watch through those playlists and then I'd be like, okay. And then I would go back and I'd start learning how to, you know, in, my, in the music program. And I didn't come out. And so that's key number one. It's going to keep you focused. It's going to allow you to make music without having to rely on feeling that you have to watch a video to make music okay because again you hop onto youtube you watch one video you watch two videos and before you know it you wasted a lot of time watching videos and maybe you only spent 20 minutes making music to talk about this episode so key number two is picking a key and a scale so 
Picking a key and a scale is by far the most important thing you can do if you're going to make a beat. Because when I talk about making a beat, I only really consider two ways to make a beat. That's either original compositions where you are making your own MIDI notes and you're making your own drum loop, or there's sampling where you're taking audio, you're slicing it, and you're making your own melody, but again, you are creating your own drum loop. Even if that is through sampling, you're taking the loops and then you're you know, chopping it up and you're doing your own thing with it. Now, for original compositions, which is mainly what I like to create because they're original, there's fully your own copyright, uh, sampling, you got to be careful with copyright unless you sample your own music, which is really cool. Again, there's a course inside my platform on that. It's all within the membership fee. You can access all the courses or you can just grab it by itself. So by picking a key and a scale, these are the notes we're allowed to play. Okay. And that's key number two. This episode I want to talk about though, is we all have 12 notes. And so what I'm trying to say is like, we're all human. We only have 12 notes. And when you apply picking a key in a scale, now it only breaks it down to seven notes. And just to clarify, so how a piano works is you have 12 notes and that's within one octave. And then when you go up to the next octave, it's the same notes, but a pitch higher or a pitch lower, depending on if you want up or down. And that's how music works. For example, A4 is 440 hertz. A5 is 880 hertz. So you can see it doubled. And if you were to play A4, which is 440 hertz, and then play A3, it's 220 hertz. So it halved. And so that is how music works, okay? You have to remember, music is just math at the very, very baseline of music when it comes to frequencies. That's why you can't play certain notes because they sound out of pitch. And so this is why when you pick a key and a scale, such as C major, okay, so the key is C, and then what's the scale? Let's just say major. Now, if you've taken my piano course, you know that C major is only white notes. And this is the reason why when you play the white notes, they all work. And then if you try to bring in the black notes, well, they, they don't work in C major because those keys are not in that key and scale. You'd have to pick another key and scale to use both the white and the black notes. And I tell you in my piano course that I suggest picking a key and a scale with both white and black keys. And it allows you to know where your hands are much better on a piano because if you try to play only on the white notes C major it is so hard to play let's say you've gotten better at the piano to the point where you can look away and you can feel on the keys where you are that is what I'm talking about it's so it just allows a great workflow all right so we only have 12 notes as a music producer and so it's all about finding the catchy sound and then finding the tools that you like to make the music that you like because the music industry is such a competitive industry and there's a lot of like pride in a sense that oh my beats are way better than your beats or whatever but at the end of the day we all only have 12 notes and once you understand that it's like there is no more all right you just got to learn how to be creative with those 12 notes and again even, you know, we have more than 12 notes, but they are still the same note, right? So if A4, but then A5, well, yeah, that's two notes, but it's the same note. 
right? Just a higher pitch or a lower pitch, which now gives you a different sound for you to spread over the frequency spectrum. Because when we make our music, we have a frequency spectrum, right? 20 hertz to 20,000 hertz is what they say that we as humans can hear. That's where you want to be using octaves is to take advantage of this frequency spectrum. Let's say my first loop is a piano and I play with both hands around, let's say, C4 to C5. So I'm kind of hitting like the low mids to like the mids and a little bit of the highs, let's say. So that's there. Well, now we have the, like the low, low end for a kick drum or a bass line or something. So that's how you got to think when you are making your music that you want to take advantage of the full frequency spectrum. And a really, really powerful trick is once you kind of have your melodies all laid out, you can select one of your melodies and you can easily go up and down an octave to see if it stands out better. Sometimes you might want to layer so you can take that lower octave of the notes and the higher octave of the notes, put them both to like the same mixer insert, or you can put them to individual mixer inserts and create a subgroup or something. You can compress them so that they're all together. But now what you're doing is you're taking that same melody, which maybe was in the mids or whatever, you've duplicated it, you have brought it up an octave. So now you're playing in the mids and the highs. You can affect it however you want. That's more advanced in a sense of thinking in terms of your sound selection to make your beat sound fuller, make your mixing and stuff really, you know, a lot easier. But just to summarize, okay? So we all only have 12 notes. You want to pick a key and a scale, which now you only have seven notes. So when you're playing your melodies or if you're playing chords, those chords have to have those seven notes. If you don't, then your music is going to be out of pitch. And once you understand that, that is the secret to breaking free from having to rely on videos to be inspired. Okay. You're going to know the notes you're allowed to play. Then you got to learn how to be catchy with them. Takes time, but you got to keep at it. All right, so I'll wrap up this episode here. The next episode I want to talk about is making a beat versus knowing your DAW. So be on the lookout for that. If you guys would like my free book, it's called Five Keys to a Successful Beat. So simple, it becomes creative. Just visit itsgratuitous.com forward slash five keys. I also want to let you guys know that I did a huge update on my website. You guys can go visit the homepage. I've left you a lot of valuable free FL Studio tutorials. The first one I really want you to watch, and again, it's free. It's called How to Select the Right Plugins as a Producer. So when you're brand new, you can get lost out there and you can start downloading every single plugin you see, but you just got to be careful with the plugins that you're bringing into your project. If you're brand new, you can really, really make a headache for yourself because you're bringing in so many plugins that you may decide later on that you don't want, and it's just made your computer just a mess. Plugins are powerful, but there's a time and a place, and it's important to have plugins that you like and that are reliable, because these are the plugins you're gonna be using all the time inside your music program. So in your really, really early stages, you know, you might see tons of videos out there, oh, this plugin, this plugin, so again, just go to itsgratuitous.com. I have a slider. It's uh, how to select the right plugins 
as a producer. If you guys have any questions about learning how to make beats in FL Studio, you guys feel free to reach out to me. Again, my website is a dedicated training platform to learn how to make beats in FL Studio. There's knowing the DAW, learning the DAW, and anybody can learn the DAW. Like I was giving you the example of like, let's say my dad, I could teach him how to use the music program, but maybe he would never learn how to make the beat. So my platform teaches you, you know, how to use the DAW, but we're mainly focused on how to make the beat, how to break free from the videos so that you can get in your music program, right? Stay in there and don't come out and make the music you want. Uh, my platform even shows you how to be organized with your music files. Uh, I always talk about releasing beat tapes. They're a great way to really teach yourself music production. You're actually putting together like a little album you know, a beat tape. So my beat tapes, they're on Spotify. I usually put like 11 beats on them, which means I have to make the beat. I have to arrange the beat. I have to mix it. I have to master it for all 11 tracks. And so if you are making beats and you're kind of wanting to get in, get into music or you just wanting to get a lot better, you should really try creating a beat tape. And again, I even have a course in that in the platform. It's called releasing a professional beat tape. So this is why I say, if you are a part of the membership, you can access all the courses and you watch the course pathways page, which teaches you what course to watch in what order in a super structured way. And you can learn. And then I'm here to help with any kind of questions. Again, you guys can check out the reviews page. I've had member interviews where, you know, they're just like you. They're just starting up. Uh, there's a lot of information out there, where to go, where to find information, right? But I've been doing this for a long time and I'm really focused on high quality education for you guys. You can visit itsgratuitous.com forward slash courses. There's tons of stuff I have to share with you guys and I will talk to you in the next episode about it.